So as we start to look at the Muladhara chakra, this first chakra, we're really looking at the foundation of our spiritual growth. The themes that we're looking at here include putting down roots, solidity, survival, trust, self-worth. We're looking at practices of manifestation and grounding. The element here is earth. The demon of this chakra is fear. And on a physical level, the Muladhara chakra ties into the adrenal glands and it governs the bones, the legs, the feet, and the large intestine. The bija or the seed sound um, that harmonizes this chakra is lam. I often will practice the bija sounds like this. So that is the harmonizing sound for the first chakra and the resonant sound, the clearing sound for this chakra is O. So it's O as in slow and you can kind of drag it out. Ho would be the sound to clear this chakra. So to move stagnant energy from this chakra. All right, let's dive into it a little bit more. Hello and welcome to the Soul Medicine Podcast. I am your host, Liz Nerland, and it is my mission to unite the healing arts and modern scientific understanding to bring you practices that will revolutionize your life. I bring you soulful meditations, love notes, visualizations, insights, interviews, and workshop recordings to uplift, inspire, and lead you through your own personal metamorphosis. Let's dive in. Hello, sweet ones. Today, we are going to begin a journey through the chakras. So we're going to start with the Muladhara chakra. This is also known as our base chakra, our root chakra, or chakra one. Anadeya Judith says, To deny attention to our foundation is to build on shaky ground. The purpose of this chakra is to solidify this ground. If we do not balance the Muladhara chakra before we progress to the others, our growth will be without roots, ungrounded, and it will lack the stability necessary for true growth. So the Muladhara chakra, again, is the first chakra. It is the foundation of our energy systems as human beings. This makes it especially crucial. This is the resting ground upon which all spiritual growth rests. This energy center plugs us into the earth and physical manifestation. Themes of this chakra include grounding, stability, roots, survival, solidity, security, and trust. Fear is the demon of this chakra. And when one experiences a prolonged fear response, 
this chakra will be knocked out of harmony. We cannot deny the importance of our physical body, nor our connection to the earth that sustains us and expect to lead a healthy, fulfilled, evolved life. Our spiritual journey starts here, in the most energetically dense center of our being. This solidity, with its density and limitations, actually serves us greatly. Try pouring water into something that isn't solid, and try to drink from it. It doesn't work. You need a solid vessel. The physical body is your sacred vessel. Its solidity, its boundaries are a blessing if we choose to see them that way. We need structure. We need boundaries and discipline to bring our highest vision into the material world to serve the greatest good. There seems to be this belief in New Age circles that the body and physical world are merely a burden to be transcended. Many spiritual groups promise that one day we will be liberated from the bondage of our flesh. And while there are, of course, higher levels of consciousness that are less dense than the material plane, we would be wise to refrain from pushing away the gift that is physicality. You need this body as a vehicle to bring the work of the divine to the earth. There's a lot of talk these days about manifesting, but if you have no roots through which to tether your ideas and dreams to the material world, your vision will always be elusive. Now, let's talk a little bit about grounding. Grounding is a dynamic process of connecting your physical body to the earth. When we bring our body in contact with the earth's surface through the soles of our feet or by lying on the earth, we align the micromotion of the body with the electrostatic field of the earth. So we want both to come into a frequency of about 7.5 cycles per second. When we do this, we are able to clear excessive energy and raise our energy if we're feeling low. Grounding on a psychological level protects us from mental, emotional, and psychic overload. So grounding, connecting the body to the earth, is essential to melt stress and gain strength and inner security. Grounding is a dynamic process of connecting to the earth beneath us. Our energetic roots simultaneously dissipate and clear out mental and emotional energy that is stagnant or chaotic, while also drawing in nourishment and strength to empower and fortify our being. It is through grounding that we bring our vast ideas, which transcend time and space, into physical reality. Only those ideas that are structured, supported, and rooted endure. Anything that is unrooted will quickly dissipate, wander, disperse, and be swept away. So grounding gives us roots, containment gives us structure, and the ability to hold something. When we feel safe, secure, nourished, and healthy, we have a foundation from which to grow spiritually. Now this chakra is primarily programmed in utero and infancy, so roughly from conception to the age of about 12 months. Any birth trauma or feeding issues as a baby may have caused disruption in the healthy development of the first chakra. 
Also, if the parents were not responsive to the baby, out of choice or circumstance, there can be a misalignment in this chakra. Some people may see this and think, well, my parents did it to me and there's nothing I can do about it now. We write off our fearful mindset, our dependency on others, our inability to bring ideas into fruition, our low self-worth, and more as someone else's faults when we do this. And this, when we do that, we relinquish our power to fix it. The truth is, pointing fingers is a useless practice, and it keeps us from owning our power. You have the power to rise above early programming. Almost every tradition speaks of the importance of honoring one's parents and beginnings. It is no mistake that you were born into the circumstance and family you were born into. Your unique soul was given the exact circumstance and relationships that will best support you in fully awakening to your divine nature and to prepare you for serving this world in a way that you are uniquely created for. Furthermore, your chakra wiring is not set in stone. There are practices you can do to harmonize your own energy centers and create balance within yourself. This is hugely empowering. You have the strength, the power, the stability within yourself to harmonize this chakra, regardless of your past, your parents, or your story. You get to set up your own boundaries, hold yourself accountable, and step into the role of your own inner parent. As you step into this role of the inner parent, you become the guardian, not just over your boundaries and discipline, but also over your right to have things and your right to be here and take up space. The theme of survival that surrounds this chakra extends beyond just the fight or flight response to external threats. At a very basic level, do we believe we deserve to be here, to take up space, to earn a living and support ourselves? Our ability to have things begins with our self-worth. What do you allow yourself to have and what do you deny yourself? In order to thrive in this life and to build a foundation that can support our spiritual unfolding, we must learn to assert ourselves, allow ourselves to be seen, to secure our survival and claim our place in the world. Many first chakra disturbances come from one's questioning of their right to be here. Here are some self-inquiry questions from Anadea Judith's book, Wheels of Life, that can be used to shed light onto beliefs that keep you stuck in the survival mentality of the first chakra. So you may want to just hit pause, grab a journal and a pen, write these down, and reflect on them because your answers to these questions will give you an indication of where you might be stuck, where you might be causing a block in your first chakra. So first, what keeps you from wanting to be here? From whom do you need permission to take care of yourself? What is the fear of grounding? of becoming stable, of standing on your own two feet? Who is responsible for your survival? How much of your thinking is unrealistic dreaming, not grounded in the world around you? How was your survival provided for in your childhood? By whom and at what cost? Are you connecting with your body? listening to it, administering to its needs? 
What messages have you been ignoring or denying? What possibilities would open if these needs were tended to? And finally, do you believe you have the right to be here, to take up space, to have what you need in order to survive? So those questions are really good to reflect on as they may point out uh, blockages in the first chakra. Another aspect of working with the first chakra is feeling, accepting, and validating your body. The body receives information as well as records information. Anadea Judith breaks down this idea explaining that etched in the flesh and posture of the body are our pains and our joys. Coded within our nerve impulses are our needs and habits, memories and talents. Within our genes is our ancestry, within our cells the chemistry of the food we eat. And as our heart beats out our rhythm, our muscles mirror our daily activities. To understand our body, we have to be in our body to truly feel and experience it in its joy, grief, longing, sadness, ecstasy, pleasure, and pain. We need to choose to be present with the full spectrum of experiences we move through. Working into the first chakra brings this presence and deep feeling, which this is precisely why some people will choose to avoid this work. Because as you work on the first chakra, you have to drop into that deep feeling. And deep feelings can be hugely uncomfortable, especially in a culture that shames grief and shames certain expressions. First chakra work is the work of a warrior. It takes courage to stay embodied when we would rather take flight. Chakra work is like fine-tuning an instrument. It's something that needs to be done regularly, maybe even daily. And it's imperative that you find the sweet spot where your chakra is in tune. You see, a chakra could be deficient in energy or be excessive in energy, and both would be considered blockages in the natural, harmonious flow of energy. We want to find the sweet spot in the middle, where it is working optimally. All right, so let's look at some applied chakra one work. So when this root or muladhara chakra is blocked in such a way that there is excessive energy in this center, it manifests in the following ways. So it basically takes all of the themes of the uh, first chakra and just exaggerates them. So... Someone with an excessive chakra one may feel lethargic and slow to get moving. So the density is just kind of increased. They may feel uninspired, hopeless. They may feel dark or in a hole. Uh, just this feeling of depression. So you think chakra one is all about grounding. But if you are too grounded, it's hard to move. And you literally could feel like you're in a hole in darkness. 
Um, It can also cause obsession with stability and predictability, a strong aversion to change. On a physical note, it can lead to constipation and hemorrhoids, which is the body's um, equivalent to this this tendency to hold on, to cling, um, to just really ensure stability and, and not wanting to let go, this aversion to change. Um, you can see it in the expression of hoarding behaviors, so an irrational stockpiling in, a, in an attempt to feel safe. Uh, excessive chakra one can lead to rigidity in the body, and it can also lead to overeating because eating is very grounding. So if you see people that are feeling really anxious, sometimes the tendency is to overeat eat because it helps to feel grounded. So if someone has an excessive chakra one, they may be eating a lot and this can lead to weight gain and obesity and all of the um, negative health effects that can go along with obesity. So hypertension, diabetes, cardiovascular risks, things like that can all actually start as a muladhara um, imbalance. So to rebalance an excessive root chakra, what do we do? Well, first of all, we need to get moving. So remember, this excessive muladhara energy is going to have you feeling stuck and stagnant and excessively grounded. So to counteract that, you must get moving. Jumping, dancing, laughter. Uh, Yoga is great to move energy and to ease the rigidity that might settle into the body. Um, Other practices to help balance this chakra would be to practice mindful eating. Can you eat less? Can you eat lighter? Can you choose veggies instead of potato chips? Also, connect with people who uplift you. It's almost like connecting with a team that will help pull you out of that hole, out of that excessive groundedness. And also practicing gratitude and affirmations of stability and safety. Train your mind to look at how supported you are in your life. To really notice and appreciate all of the ways that you are provided for. Um, This can help counteract a fear of lack and instability. So that was all looking at excessive energy through the Muladhara chakra. Now, this base chakra can also become imbalanced when the energy flow through this chakra is deficient. So it's not getting enough energy. So all of a sudden, instead of feeling extra grounded, you're going to start to see people with deficient Muladhara chakras they're going to present as flighty, as dreamy, as people who are unable to bring ideas into life. So often if people are exceedingly spiritual and they have all these big, beautiful ideas of how to heal the whole world, but they can't seem to like hold a job or pay their rent, or handle just the mundane tasks of life, 
this would be a deficiency in the Muladhara chakra. Um, you also might find that they feel ungrounded. They might feel fearful, unsteady, and unstable. They can get a real nervous and anxious energy. So just imagine they have all this energy swirling through the upper chakras and it needs to be grounded just like an electrical wire. If an electrical wire is not grounded, it is going to be flying all over the place. And so this is essentially what's happening for some people is they have all this energy and they're not grounding it down. And so it just like sparks around in the brain and they start to feel really nervous and anxious. Um, these people also would have a really hard time committing to things or laying down roots. Uh, these people might be underweight, anorexic, or have disordered eating. Um, often they have a low self-worth. It can often be that when they are not grounded, they don't believe in their right to be here or their right to have things. They don't see their own worth. So these are people who are selfless almost to a fault. They want to take care of everyone else, uh, but they are failing to even provide food and shelter for themselves. So, you know, this can happen to amazingly beautiful people with good intentions. But if that Muladhara chakra is imbalanced, then it is really hard to build spiritual life on top of it because your mundane worldly life becomes very unpredictable, very unstable, and you yourself are not provided for. So to balance a deficient first chakra, you want to start doing some grounding practices. Get out into nature Put your bare feet on the earth. Put your hands on the earth. Lay down on the earth. We also want to start working into the legs. So stretching and strengthening the legs. Jumping, climbing mountains, climbing stairs, doing squats and lunges can all help to increase the energy in the first chakra. Massaging your feet. Jumping into ice water or even taking a warm bath. We want to do those things that actually get us back into our bodies. Um, and also start to make a practice of getting clear on your priorities and making commitments in line with your values and your vision. So as I mentioned, a signature trait of someone with a deficiency in this chakra is that they fail to make commitments to themselves and to others. So if this person that has these lofty uh, spiritual dreams can start to make daily commitments, commitments to certain habits, they can start to actually align their daily rituals with their values and their vision and bring it to life so that it doesn't just exist uh, as this idea in their head. Um, it also helps to increase your intake of proteins whether that is from plant or animal proteins, limit sugar and caffeine, and avoid practices that are focused solely on opening the upper chakras. So things like ecstatic breath work, um, ayahuasca or other plant medicines, these kind of 
practices that really work to open the upper chakras in a strong way for someone that is not grounded can be uh, quite challenging because again, it, you just would be prone to mental, emotional, and psychic overload. Um, and these people can face extreme challenges related to functioning in this world. So someone with a deficient first chakra, uh, these sort of like plant medicines and ecstatic breathwork exercises could be really detrimental and not very helpful. So that is definitely something to be mindful of. So that about sums up the first chakra. So when working with this chakra, again, we are just looking at themes of foundation, roots, solidity, grounding, survival, self-worth, manifestation, trust. The element here is earth and the demon is fear. On a physical level, the first chakra ties into the adrenal glands and the bones, legs, feet, and large intestine. The bija, the seed sound for this chakra is lum. All right, sweet ones, if you have any questions about how to work with this chakra or you want any clarification, drop it in the comments below. I would love to hear from you. And thank you for tuning in. So much love to you. Namaste.